0: In his Exposition of Colossians, John Piper delves into the profound theological underpinnings of marriage, presenting it as an entity that is both divinely instituted and purposed to display God's glory. This dual aspect of marriage is not merely a New Testament revelation, but is deeply rooted in the entire biblical narrative, drawing from the teachings of Moses, Jesus, and Paul. Central to Piper's interpretation is the emphasis on marriage as an act of God. This viewpoint is vividly illustrated through Jesus's teachings, particularly in Mark 10:6-9, where Jesus references the Genesis account of creation. Here, Jesus accentuates the divine origin of marriage, quoting Genesis 1:27 and 2:24 to depict the transformation of two individuals into a unified entity, one flesh. This unity, as per Jesus's instruction, what therefore God has joined together let not man separate transcends human convention, affirming marriage as a divine construct rather than a mere social contract. Piper's analysis extends beyond the mere formation of a marital bond to its ultimate purpose, the glorification of God. This perspective views marriage not as an end in itself but as a means through which God's design and intentions for humanity are reflected. The unity and indissolubility of the marital bond as espoused by Jesus serve as a metaphor for the relationship between God and humanity, embodying ideals of commitment, love, and permanence. In essence, Piper's discourse on Colossians presents marriage as a sacred covenant orchestrated by God and imbued with profound spiritual significance. It is an institution that goes beyond human understanding and social norms, anchored in divine will and purpose. This elevates the concept of marriage from a mere human interaction to a divine testament, reflecting God's sovereignty and the depth of His relationship with humanity. Also, Piper focuses on a specific passage from Ephesians 5.31-32, where Paul cites Genesis 2.24. This biblical reference speaks about a man leaving his parents to become one flesh with his wife. Piper analyzes this as not just a literal guideline for marital union, but as a profound metaphor that encapsulates the mystical relationship between Christ and the Church. According to Piper, the essence of marriage goes beyond the societal and personal dimensions. It is a divine metaphor, a sacred symbol designed to reflect the spiritual union of Christ with His Church. The act of leaving one's parents and uniting with a spouse symbolizes the deeper truth of abandoning worldly attachments and individual identities to form a more profound spiritual bond akin to how believers are to unite with Christ piper asserts that the ultimate purpose of marriage as per christian theology is to showcase the covenant-keeping love that christ has for his church this covenant is not merely a legal agreement but a deep enduring commitment marked by love sacrifice and a perpetual bond in piper's view every christian marriage has a divine calling to mirror this holy relationship serving as a living example of christ's unwavering love and dedication to his followers This interpretation places marriage in a realm far above mundane human relations, elevating it to a spiritual act that embodies and proclaims a larger heavenly truth. Piper's perspective thus invites Christians to view their marital relationships not just as personal or social contracts, but as sacred duties that have the potential to reveal and glorify the spiritual mysteries of their faith. The Covenant of Marriage in This Light becomes a critical element in understanding and expressing the nature of the divine-human relationship as envisioned in Christian theology. Moreover, Piper offers a profound Christian perspective on marriage, depicting it as a divine metaphor for the relationship between Christ and the Church. This view elevates the concept of marriage far above ordinary social constructs or the often trivialized depictions in popular culture. According to Piper. Marriage is not just a social contract but a sacred covenant intended to reflect the profound and spiritual union between Christ and His followers. Piper outlines three primary reasons to support this analogy. First, he highlights that viewing marriage as a model of Christ and the Church infuses it with a deeper, more significant meaning than commonly perceived. This perspective rescues marriage from being seen merely as a mundane institution or as humorously depicted in sitcoms, indicating its intended glory and sanctity. Second, Piper links marriage to the concept of grace. He posits that just as Christ's relationship with the Church is founded on grace alone, so too should a marital relationship be based on grace. This aspect maintains the unconditional love and forgiveness that should underpin a marital relationship, mirroring the grace-filled relationship between Christ and the Church. The third aspect Piper discusses is the practical implementation of this model in the roles of husband and wife. He suggests that these roles are not about societal norms or power dynamics, but are deeply spiritual and should emulate Christ's sacrifice. The husband's headship and the wife's submission are redefined in this context. They are about mutual respect, love, and self-denial. Both roles are seen as integral to showcasing the relationship between Christ and the Church, with Christ's self-sacrificial love on the cross serving as the ultimate guide, eradicating any notions of pride or subservience. In summary, Piper's interpretation of Colossians presents marriage as a profound, grace-based covenant designed to mirror the covenant-keeping love between Christ and His Church. This view not only elevates the concept of marriage, but also provides a spiritual framework for understanding and living out marital roles, grounded in the principles of Christian faith and doctrine. Furthermore, Piper points out marriage is more than a social or personal union. He views it as a divine metaphor and tangible demonstration of God's grace, akin to the relationship between Christ and the Church. He posits that understanding marriage in this light provides it with a robust foundation rooted in grace, reflecting the principles of Christianity. According to Piper, the covenant between Christ and the Church, characterized by grace that was purchased through Christ's sacrifice, serves as a template for human marriages. This new covenant is not based on human merit, but is a gift of grace from God, mirroring the concept that marriages are not merely contractual or based on human efforts, But are sustained by divine grace this grace-based approach infuses marriages with a sense of sacred purpose and duty piper reiterates the practical application of this doctrine in daily marital life he suggests that spouses should live in a continuous state of appreciation for god's forgiveness justification and promised future grace this spiritual grace initially experienced individually in a relationship with god vertically should then be extended outward, horizontally, towards one's spouse. In essence, the way spouses treat each other should reflect God's forgiveness, justification, and promise support. This horizontal expression of divine grace within marriage acts as a showcase of God's covenant-keeping nature. Through this interpretation, Piper elevates the concept of marriage, portraying it as a vital and spiritual institution. He contends that marriages are called to be living examples of God's grace, mirroring the grace-filled relationship between Christ and the Church. This perspective offers a profound understanding of marriage, framing it as an integral part of Christian witness and a reflection of divine love and commitment. In addition, Piper repeats that all Christians, irrespective of their marital status, are called to live every moment under the forgiving, justifying, and all-supplying grace of God. This grace, once received, should then radiate outwardly to enrich all of their relationships. This concept is rooted in the idea that our lives are meant to be a reflection of God's glory, as mentioned in Matthew 5.16. Piper specifically discusses marriage as a unique manifestation of God's covenant grace. This distinctiveness stems from the marital covenant, which binds a husband and wife into the closest and most enduring human relationship. While acknowledging the traditional Christian roles of headship and submission within marriage, Piper clarifies that his primary focus is not on these roles. Instead, he is keen on exploring the fundamental Christian principles of forgiveness and justification within the marital bond. According to Piper, before couples can effectively navigate and apply the roles of headship and submission, they must first deeply understand and practice living their lives based on the vertical experience of God's grace. This experience includes elements of forgiveness, justification, and the promise of divine assistance. Once this vertical alignment with God's grace is achieved, it should then be extended horizontally towards one's spouse. Further, Piper references his previous discourse on the topic of being naked and not ashamed, Genesis 2.25, underlining the paradox that even in marriage where vulnerability is inevitable acts leading to shame may occur the resolution he suggests lies in experiencing god's forgiving and justifying grace this grace when experienced vertically from god and then extended horizontally to one's spouse becomes a powerful testament to the world through this piper articulates a vision of christian relationships especially marriage where grace is foundational and transformative enabling couples to mirror god's love and forgiveness in their union Besides, Piper's interpretation centers on the profound theme of God's wrath and its relevance to human experiences, like marital strife. Piper introduces his argument by quoting Colossians 3, 6. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. He uses a vivid analogy to illustrate his point. A fisherman on the coast of Indonesia preoccupied with his troubled fishing business disregards the imminent threat of a tsunami. This analogy serves to underscore the danger of ignoring significant warnings, in this case the wrath of God, amid life's distractions. Piper debates that a deep understanding and fear of God's wrath are not only theological imperatives but also essential elements in navigating human relationships, especially within the context of marriage. He disputes that without acknowledging God's wrath, the gospel is diminished to a level of mere human interaction, losing its transcendent and divine essence. This perspective emphasizes that the gospel, in its full glory, encompasses not just the relational aspect of human existence, but also the profound spiritual realities of God's nature and actions. Additionally, Piper dives into the practical implications of understanding God's wrath in the realm of personal relationships. He suggests that realizing the enormity of God's wrath, and more importantly, the grace that triumphs over it, provides a transformative perspective for individuals. This insight is particularly pertinent in the context of marital conflicts. He implies that when individuals comprehend the magnitude of God's wrath against them and how it is overcome by grace, they gain a powerful framework to tackle their own anger and relational challenges. In essence, Piper's exposition of Colossians 3, 6, accentuates the critical importance of acknowledging and understanding God's wrath, not as an abstract theological concept, but as a vital component of Christian faith that has direct and profound implications for personal growth and relational dynamics, especially in marriage. This understanding fosters a deeper appreciation of the gospel's power and its ability to transform human relationships through the lens of divine grace and forgiveness. Also, Piper digs deeply into the Christian understanding of sin, God's wrath, And the redemptive power of christ's sacrifice this passage affirms the central tenet of christian soteriology the study of salvation asserting that salvation is an act of god not dependent on human merit or actions piper frames his interpretation by first acknowledging the existence and severity of god's wrath a concept intrinsic to christian doctrine this wrath according to the faith is a righteous response to human sinfulness and disobedience the human condition, marred by sin, is described as being dead in trespasses, signifying a spiritual death that separates individuals from God. In Colossians 2.13.14, the Apostle Paul writes about the transformation from this state of death to life, which Piper highlights as a work solely of God's grace. This transition is made possible through the forgiveness of sins, achieved by Christ's sacrifice on the cross. Piper stresses that this is a unilateral act of God, an external event that occurred historically on the cross and is not contingent on any human effort or internal spiritual experience. The metaphor of the record of debt is significant in Piper's interpretation. This record symbolizes the accumulated sins of humanity and their accompanying legal demands, a metaphorical indictment against humans before God. The act of nailing this record to the cross is seen as God's definitive way of canceling this debt. By this action, Christ takes upon Himself the punishment and consequences of sin, offering redemption to humanity. Piper's exposition indicates the objectivity of salvation in Christianity. He insists that salvation is a divine initiative, rooted in the historical event of Christ's crucifixion. It's a gift from God offered independently of human worthiness or actions. This interpretation reinforces the Christian belief in the sufficiency and completeness of Christ's sacrifice for the salvation of humanity. It maintains the core Christian belief that salvation is not earned but given, pointing out the grace and glory of God in the process of redemption. Moreover, Piper presents the idea that God, in an act of unparalleled mercy and grace, chose not to present humanity with a list of sins warranting damnation. Instead, these sins were figuratively placed onto Jesus Christ at the Crucifixion. Piper eloquently describes this act as a substitution, a foundational concept in Christian theology. This substitution involves Jesus Christ bearing the sins of humanity, symbolized by the nailing of His hands to the cross. This act is seen as Jesus taking upon Himself the punishment that was due for the sins of all people. Piper reiterates that this includes not only his personal transgressions, but also those of his wife, Noel, extending to everyone who abandons the idea of self-salvation in favor of trust in Christ alone. This portrayal of the crucifixion repeats the Christian belief in Jesus as the mediator of divine wrath, absorbing the punishment that humanity's sins deserve. Piper underlines this by referencing Romans 8, 3, which speaks of God condemning sin in the flesh of Christ. The implication is profound and personal, suggesting a direct and intimate impact of this theological truth on individual believers. Piper's message is not just theological, but also relational. He specifically addresses husbands and wives, urging a strong belief in this truth. This emphasis suggests that the understanding and acceptance of Christ's substitutionary sacrifice are foundational to Christian life and marriage. Piper's reflection is thus a vivid portrayal of the Christian narrative of salvation, where the crucifixion of Christ is not just a historical event, but a transformative reality with deep personal and communal implications. Furthermore, Piper explores the deeper meaning of justification in Christian theology, extending it beyond the simple notion of forgiveness. He underscores that justification is a twofold process. It not only involves the forgiveness of sins, but also encompasses being declared righteous by God, a status achieved through Christ. Piper's interpretation hinges on the premise that humans are fundamentally incapable of self-redemption. He accentuates two divine demands, punishment for sins and the attainment of moral perfection. However, humans are inherently unable to bear the punishment for their sins, as indicated in Psalm 49, 7, 8. Nor can they achieve righteousness on their own, as echoed in Romans 3:10, where it is stated, none is righteous, no, not one. In response to this human predicament, Piper affirms the extraordinary extent of God's love. God, in His profound love for humanity, presents His Son, Jesus Christ, as the solution. Christ takes upon Himself the dual role of both bearing the punishment meant for humans and fulfilling the righteousness they are unable to achieve. This act of Christ is not just symbolic, it has practical implications for believers. When individuals accept Christ, John 1.12, they are credited with both the punishment he bore and the righteousness he achieved as supported by several New Testament scriptures, Romans four four six five nineteen five one eight one ten four Philippians 3.89.2, Corinthians 5.21. Through this theological lens, Piper interprets justification as a comprehensive divine act. It is not merely the erasure of sin's consequences, but also the bestowal of Christ's righteousness to the believer. This doctrine asserts a key Christian belief salvation and righteousness are not earned by human efforts, but are gifts granted through faith in Jesus Christ. Piper's insights illuminate the depth and breadth of God's grace in the Christian narrative of salvation. In addition, Piper examines the Christian concept of extending God's grace within the context of marriage. Piper interprets these verses as a call for spouses to mirror God's grace in their relationship. He begins by highlighting that God's choice and love for us are the models for how spouses should treat each other. This divine model of compassion, kindness, humility, patience, and forgiveness is not just an ideal to aspire to. It is a practical directive for daily interactions in a marital relationship. Piper indicates the importance of forgiveness, a central tenet in Christian faith in the dynamics of marriage. He articulates that just as God forgives us despite our shortcomings, we should also forgive our spouses. This forgiveness is not superficial but is rooted in the recognition of our own fallibility and God's infinite patience with us. Piper poignantly observes that the gap between our behavior and God's expectations is invariably larger than the disparity between our expectations and our spouse's actions. This perspective serves as a reminder of the vastness of God's grace compared to our own, and it is this grace that we are called to emulate in our marriages. Further, Piper extends this idea to marriages between believers. He suggests that spouses should view each other as righteous in Christ, mirroring how God perceives us. This view is not about ignoring flaws, but rather about consciously applying the vertical aspects of forgiveness and justification horizontally in the marriage. For Piper, marriage transcends a mere social or personal union. It is a spiritual covenant designed to display Christ's enduring, covenant-keeping grace. He concludes that the ultimate purpose of marriage is to reflect the profound, forgiving nature of Christ's love, serving as a living testament to the grace and mercy bestowed upon us by God. Besides, Piper probes into the complexities of spiritual life and the indispensable need for wisdom that is deeply rooted in the gospel. He recognizes the myriad of intricate situations believers encounter, each demanding a profound level of spiritual discernment that intertwines gospel truths with the hard-earned insights from years of faithful experience. Piper is aware that his preaching, although significant, cannot singularly cater to the diverse and specific needs of every individual in their unique spiritual journeys. Piper maintains the critical role of the Holy Spirit in guiding believers toward this gospel-centered wisdom. He points out that mere preaching is insufficient. Believers must actively seek the Holy Spirit's direction and empowerment. Additionally, he points out the importance of prayer as a means of connecting with God and gaining deeper insights into His will and wisdom also piper encourages personal meditation on the word of god this practice allows believers to immerse themselves in the scriptures leading to a more profound understanding and personal application of gospel truths moreover he advises engaging with the insights of others recognizing that wisdom can often be gleaned from the experiences and understanding of fellow believers furthermore piper reiterates the value of counsel from friends who have weathered life's storms and are seasoned with suffering. Such individuals can offer practical, experience-based wisdom that resonates with the realities of life's challenges. In addition, the support of the church is portrayed as crucial, especially during times when everything seems to fall apart. The church community acts as a bedrock of support, offering encouragement, understanding, and practical help. In sum, Piper's approach in his commentary on Colossians is one of humility and realism. He acknowledges the limitations of his preaching in providing exhaustive guidance for every possible circumstance. Instead, he encourages believers to actively seek wisdom through various means, all rooted in the foundational truths of the gospel. This comprehensive approach to seeking wisdom repeats the multifaceted nature of spiritual growth and the need for a community-based holistic approach to navigating life's challenges as a believer. Further, Piper delves into the dynamics of Christian marriage, advocating for a life led by divine grace that not only shapes individual spiritual growth but also profoundly influences marital relationships. He begins by acknowledging the significance of mutual delight in a spouse, rooted in biblical principles and human experience. Drawing from Colossians 1.10, Piper envisions an ideal marital bond where both partners strive for godly transformation. meet each other's physical and emotional needs thus pleasing each other in every good way this concept mirrors the relationship between christ and the church incorporating elements of joy mutual respect and spiritual growth however piper places a strong emphasis on three key reasons why living a life anchored in god's grace living vertically and then extending this grace to one's spouse bending outward is essential one Navigating Conflict Through Grace, Piper recognizes that conflicts in marriage are inevitable, stemming from sin and personal differences, which he terms strangeness. He posits that understanding and resolving these conflicts requires discernment, a quality that is enhanced by a life centered on God's grace. This approach helps couples differentiate between harmless idiosyncrasies and harmful sins, leading to healthier conflict resolution. 2. The Role of Endurance and Forgiveness Central to Piper's argument is the belief that enduring challenges and practicing forgiveness are pivotal for sustaining love in marriage, especially when affections wane. He contends that the arduous process of enduring hardships and forgiving one another can revive and deepen affections in a marriage, suggesting that these challenges can, paradoxically, strengthen the marital bond. 3. Marital Faithfulness as God's Glory Finally, Piper underlines the glorification of God through marriage. He sees the union of two imperfect individuals, each with their distinct flaws and strengths, as a testament to God's grace. The journey of these individuals, who remain faithful to each other amidst life's trials and rely on Christ for strength, becomes a powerful expression of faith and glorifies God. In essence, Piper's interpretation of Colossians presents a profound insight into Christian marriage where living a life deeply rooted in God's grace not only nurtures individual spirituality, but also enhances the quality of marital relationships, leading to conflict resolution, endurance, forgiveness, and a deeper connection with God. Last but not least, Piper offers a profound insight into how the Christian doctrine of forgiveness can deeply influence and improve marital relationships. He focuses on the central Christian belief that through Christ God has forgiven all human sins, a concept that extends beyond personal salvation to the dynamics of marital life this forgiveness piper suggests is not just a theological principle but a practical tool for nurturing and sustaining marriage piper alludes to a personal revelation shared with his wife Noel, which he anticipates discussing in a future sermon he refers to as the compost pile sermon this title suggests an analogy related to growth and nurturing implying that the insight they gained is akin to how a compost pile enriches soil similarly enriching a marital relationship the crux of piper's message is the immense power of understanding and internalizing god's forgiveness through christ this is not just a matter of faith but a practical transformative concept for married life according to piper god has canceled the record of debt that stood against humanity due to sin a debt that christ has set aside symbolically nailing it to the cross. This act of divine forgiveness is something that Piper urges couples to remember and apply within their own relationships. By accepting and believing in the forgiveness offered by God, spouses are encouraged to mirror this grace in their interactions with each other. This approach has profound implications for how challenges and conflicts in marriage are addressed. Piper implies that just as God has shown forgiveness and grace, so too should spouses extend unconditional love and forgiveness to each other. This perspective, deeply rooted in Christian theology, offers a practical approach to enhancing and sustaining marital bonds, suggesting that spiritual understanding and grace are essential ingredients for a strong, resilient, and loving marriage. In conclusion, Piper provides a deeply theological interpretation of marriage, portraying it as more than a societal construct, But a divine institution ordained by God. This perspective is rooted in the biblical narrative, drawing insights from teachings of Moses, Jesus, and Paul. Piper underscores the divine origin of marriage, particularly through Jesus' teachings in Mark 10, 6, 9, where Jesus references Genesis, illustrating marriage as an act of God that unites two individuals into one flesh. This unity transcends human convention, emphasizing marriage as a divine covenant rather than just a social contract besides piper explores marriage in the context of ephesians 5 32 where paul reflects on genesis 2:24. he interprets marriage as a profound metaphor for the mystical relationship between christ and the church accentuating its role as a symbol of spiritual union this view elevates marriage beyond a personal or social dimension portraying it as a divine act reflecting Christ's covenant-keeping love for the Church. Additionally, central to Piper's discussion is the concept of grace in marriage. He parallels the grace-filled relationship between Christ and the Church with the marital bond, advocating for roles in marriage that emulate Christ's sacrificial love and submission. This interpretation redefines traditional marital roles, affirming mutual respect and love, grounded in spirituality. Moreover, Piper addresses the importance of understanding God's wrath and grace in marriage. Recognizing God's wrath against sin and the triumph of grace over it provides a framework for managing marital conflicts and challenges. Lastly, Piper dives into Christian soteriology, asserting Christ's sacrifice as pivotal in overcoming sin and granting righteousness to believers, a principle he deems essential in both faith and marriage. In summary, John Piper's exposition presents marriage as a sacred, grace-based covenant designed to mirror the relationship between Christ and His Church, imbued with deep spiritual significance and purpose in the Christian faith.